Welcome to the Marn Report. Well, hey, hey, Fort Stewart and Hunter Army Airfield, Molly here with your latest edition of the Marm Report. And today I am joined by Sarah from Employment Law to talk to us a little bit about the executive order that was implemented through DOD guidance about COVID vaccination regulations. How are you, Sarah? I'm good, Molly. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for being on the show with me today. And I'm telling you, we got a lot of questions about the COVID vaccine regulations because... Wow, there's a lot. There is, and it's coming up really fast. I know everybody's tracking the November 22nd deadline to be fully vaccinated, and I'm sure a lot of people are wondering, well, what's next after that? Yes. Okay, so basically, it's just all going to be taken really slowly. So the, the first thing that's going on right now is that the supervisors should have gotten in touch with the employees. There's a form out on MillConnect that anybody can access with their CAC from their computer. It's a DD form 3175, and okay. that's where the employee is responsible for filling that out, the first part of it, and they state what their status is. If they've been fully vaccinated, if they've given the, the vaccination proof to their supervisor, or if they're seeking any type of religious or medical exemption, there's sure. a box for everything to check right there, right? Easy peasy. Yes. That's the easiest part. And so they should be working with their supervisor to get that done. It automatically goes digitally to the supervisor who then fills out their section of it. And so that's kind of step one. Okay. And then the next step, really, it depends on what the employee is looking at. If the employee is thinking about getting a religious or medical exemption, sure. there are additional forms that need to be filled out that the supervisor will have and should have distributed. But if not, they're also available online. It's the DD Form 3176 and DD Form 3177. Awesome. One's for medical and one's for religious, and they're very clearly marked at the top. I don't remember which number goes with which, though. Okay. <laughs> at this point, it, it would be good if the employee who wants to seek either of those types of exemptions starts to get their paperwork together for that and then just kind of holds on to it because right now as you know we're kind of building this plane in flight right so we don't have the full implementation guidance yet from our higher headquarters up at hqda okay but when that does come down we'll know who the approval authority is going to be for the exemptions and what to do with the paperwork so but the safest course of action right now is just for employees who want to go down that road to gather everything up and just kind of have it ready to go. Sure, sure. So I know another thing that people have been really concerned about is what happens on November 23rd. Yes. Again, it's really, everything is gonna be case by case. So if people are seeking an exemption, obviously nothing's going to be done until a decision is made on that exemption. For people who are not seeking an exemption but aren't fully vaccinated, there is going to be uh, some counseling is going to be the first step for everybody. And that's going to involve kind of a, a education about the vaccine, the benefits of the vaccine, and the requirements of it. And then after that, each individual case is going to be looked at on its own unique merits. So if employees are still refusing to get vaccinated, it will enter into the disciplinary process. But like all discipline matters, they're unique looked at based on their individual facts and 
employees will get an opportunity to explain why they're choosing what they're choosing to do. But when it comes down to it, this is a presidential executive order. Sure. And our boss, 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 our big <laughs> boss has said, you will get vaccinated and therefore we have to get vaccinated. There's no exceptions for telework or 100% remote work or anything like that. That The only exemptions that exist would either be for religious or medical reasons and the paperwork for that is is out there so people just need to start getting it together sure sure okay so yeah you answered the big question it's kind of case-by-case -case basis nothing is really cut and dry at this point but you know everyone is urged to be vaccinated if they can be vaccinated okay so here's my next question there's the soldier vaccination status there's the civilian vaccination status, and there's the contractor vaccination status. Is there any difference between the three of those? Yes. Okay. Yes, there's quite a bit of difference. So there's different deadlines. There's different requirements. The civilian vaccination status was really the one I was focusing on. Sure. With that November 22nd deadline, and that applies to federal civilian employees. Okay. I think the soldiers potentially have until sometime in December. Yes. And they have a different process for religious and medical exemptions. And if they have any questions about that, or you know, if your soldier spouse has any questions about that, the best thing for them to do is go talk to their squad leader or their first sergeant. Okay. And then as far as contractors go, that too has a different deadline and many legal cases pending on its <laughs> implementation. So I think the latest ways that the deadline got pushed to January 4th. Okay. And also the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals has issued an injunction staying that requirement until the, the legal wranglings are done. And okay. those are- <laughs> Wow. Yeah, those are boring to most everybody except for me, so I won't <laughs> get into them. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit about this you, you you talked a little bit about like supervisor responsibility and employee responsibility. Is there anything else that you would like to add aside from, you know, you've got to fill out the paperwork, you need to speak with your supervisor and make sure that you have all of the proper things turned in and ready to go. But is there anything else that you would like to add on that? Just with everything else, it's really, you know, communication is key. If, if you have an issue, a concern, try to I know it's a big emotional topic, but sure. the, it's best to try to take the emotion out of it and then talk to your supervisor. And for supervisors, try to take the emotion out of it and mm -hmm. talk to your employees. Find out what the underlying concerns are and if there's any way that we can all get to yes together. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Is there anything else that you would like to add that you think would be helpful for civilian or DOD civilians, especially throughout this whole process? Just that the vaccine mandate is not going away. Yeah. So people, people need to sit down. They need to get with their health care providers or their spiritual leaders or their family members and decide what they want to do because they still have that choice, right? They can they can do what they feel is necessary for them, but they need to know that their choices could potentially come with consequences. Sure. And those are the things that will be looked at on an individual basis. Sure. Well, this has been some great information, Sarah. Thank you so much for sitting down with me this morning. And y'all, uh, we're gonna head to a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna hear from Mr. Harshin Edi from EEO about the same topic, and we'll hear what he has to say. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show with me today, Sarah. Thank you so much for all of your hard work throughout all of this. I know it has probably not been very easy, uh, but we sure do appreciate you. No, thank you for giving me this opportunity <laughs> to talk to everyone. All right. Bye. Bye. It's that time of year again, the season of giving. But are you stressed about finding the time to holiday shop? Never fear. The Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield Exchange has you covered. Remember, DOD civilians can now shop at the exchange. Why not take your lunch break to browse the many holiday gifts they have to find that special something for your special people? No time to go in person? The Digital Garrison app is there for you 24-7. DOD civilians can now shop AFES online via the app. With so many choices available to you, you're bound to find the right gifts for everyone's wish lists. Happy Holidays! Welcome back to the show, everyone. Now I am joined by our friend, Mr. Harshin Edie from what's, Garrison EEO. What's going on? <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with me today, Harshin. Thank you for having me. Um, and I would just like to get your perspective from the EEO side of the house. We heard from Sarah about everything with employment law. So can you tell us about these, you know, we've we've got the DOD guidance saying that everyone needs to be vaccinated. Yes. Obviously, there are going to be some folks that don't want to get vaccinated for whatever reason that is. Mm -hmm. So how, where do you fall in all of that? Where does the EEO office fall? So I'll start by just giving a quick overview of what EEO does. Sure. Now, we do provide individuals with reasonable accommodations, but I want to talk about the differences between an accommodation and an exemption. Because okay. a lot of people are blurring that lines. Right. And there's a misconception that the EEO office, we're the ones that make the decision for both any reasonable accommodation or any exemptions. Trust me, I've had a flood of phone calls in our office saying, hey, when are you going to approve my exemption? Sure. So let me just start by talking about the accommodation process. Okay. So when you talk about the accommodation process, it's a process by which an individual can request an accommodation based on a disability. Now, what, there's a qualifying factor in there. So that qualifying factor is one of my, uh, my disabilities program manager will look at that individual and determine if they are a qualified individual with a disability. And how they do that is they look at if that individual can perform the essential functions with or without the accommodation. Right. The key word is accommodation, right? The yep. accommodation is a modification or an adjustment in the work environment, an application process if someone's getting hired on, or the environment in which they work in. It's not an exemption. Exemptions are completely different, where an exemption is to exclude someone based on those, based on a medical or religious category okay. or, or requirement. An accommodation, you can receive an accommodation based on medical or based on a, a religious religious issue or religious or medical issue. Okay. But it's just to modify your current work environment. Right. Okay. Or modify that individual trying to re obtain employment through the federal government. I.e., if an individual is deaf or hard of hearing and they need an interpreter for uh, an interview process, we have to then work to provide that individual with that interpreter, you know, interpreter services, sure, sure. sign language interpreter. Sure. When an exemption is completely different, and the reason why an exemption is completely different is because it it's determined by uh, a number of factors that has already been outlined by the Department of Defense, in which now. We wouldn't be the uh, determining factor there or the decision maker at all. It would be someone that they designate. So 
where the reasonable accommodation process, the supervisor, typically the first line supervisor, the decision maker, in the exemption process, it's going to be someone that the Department Department of Army designate, and it may be someone at a higher level. We, we're not quite sure because we haven't received any of that guidance yet. Okay. One thing I tell supervisors to do is to hold on to those exemption packages, follow the requirements to a T. If you're saying you want a, a religious, religious or a medical exemption, get the necessary information to your supervisors. Supervisors hold on to that information so that when they say, hey, we've identified the decision maker, that individual can then now process those exemptions. Okay. All right. Well, that that's very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. What else would you like to add? Because I know that like when we were talking to Sarah, everyone's biggest question is, are people going to start getting fired on November the 22nd, you know, and, and this is a long process that is still very much so in the building stages, you know, we're still trying to figure all of this out. What do we do to kind of ease people's minds about this? Communicate. With the reasonable accommodation process, we call it the interactive process. And it's incumbent for the supervisor to engage the employee. Right. Because the purpose of that is is to really find out how they can assist that employee with with enjoying the benefits of employment through an, an adjustment or a modification. The exemption is no different. It's different terms, different processes. Yeah. But it's it's literally engagement. Have those conversations with your employees if you're a supervisor. Employees, if you're concerned about something, bring those questions up to your supervisor. The one thing I tell you is talk to the experts, i.e., talk to Sarah, talk to CPAC. And then if you still haven't gotten that guidance or that clarification, bring that up through your chain chain of responsibility, i.e., your directors of the directorates and then to the deputy to the garrison commander. I'm quite sure we can get an answer to you. So there's no, I would tell people, don't be afraid of the fact that we're looking at the end game. We're not looking at everything in between. We're not looking at the process of exemption. We're not looking at the the things that come in between that. We don't, we're not looking at anything but, hey, the earth is about to come to a crashing end. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And that's not even necessarily the reality. Right. The reality is there's a mandate. There's requirements, and they're putting a process in place in order for individuals to be exempt if they really believe that they rec- they need or require that exemption. Sure, sure. Well, Harshin, thank you so much for all of this awesome information. Now, let me ask you, if anybody wants to come and talk to your office, how do they do that? Where do they go? So they can call our uh, our line. Our number is 912-767-4074. That's our line. Our emails are being changed over right now. Everybody know this great migration. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm a part of history now. I know. The, where, where you were, the great army migration was at. <laughs> well, I was. Right about that. <laughs> so we're doing a migration with our our email address for our office. And so right. just be patient with us, and we will publish that here so shortly, so that everybody knows that we've already we've migrated our joint email account for our office. Sure. Sure. Well, hey, thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Everyone, thanks so much for listening. We know that this is a really hot topic, so if you have any questions, please make sure that you're reaching out to your first-line supervisor. And just just like both Harshin and Sarah said, make sure to keep those lines of communication open, open because I think that that's really going to be key in this whole situation. Yes, it is. Thanks so much for listening, everyone, and we will talk at you again next time. Thank you. See you around.